what's up guys welcome back y'all it is i was about to say it's so early but it's really only 10 o'clock in the morning but normally i record these episodes and it's like four in the afternoon like it's late afternoon and i've already done everything i need to do today but i figured i don't really have any other time to record this episode so i'm gonna do it right now i'm still in the bed um i've been up for a while but i've been just playing games on my phone looking at social media you know it's taken over but um I at least got out of bed to brush my teeth because I felt like I wouldn't have felt comfortable talking this much without um, brushing my teeth. So I definitely had to do that. And as I was brushing my teeth, I was thinking, yo, does anybody else while they brush their teeth stand in the mirror and like dance or whatever? Because low key, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes. I don't know if y'all know that, but you're supposed to floss. So this is my tooth brushing regimen. Is it regimen? Regime? Whatever. The method that I do. It is, I floss first because, I don't know, I just floss first. Well, my theory is get all that stuff out. Get it all out. Floss first. Then I swish Maybe you used to swish, then floss. I don't know, but I I floss, swish, then I brush. And I use the Quip toothbrush. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different toothbrushes out there, but I use Quip because it, like, lets you know when to, like, switch to the other side of your mouth. So you are brushing your teeth for the full two minutes, but, like, you're getting it really good. Like, you you basically spit split your mouth in the four sections so like top right top left bottom right bottom left and like you do each section for 30 seconds I don't know but anyways enough about me brushing my teeth I'm just letting y'all know that the dental hygiene here it might not be immaculate because every time I go to the dentist they still try to stay you know something but I guess they got to make their coin but it's decent is decent enough, okay? So, if you haven't, if you don't know that you're supposed to try to brush for two minutes, try it. It initially it feels like a long time to be standing there brushing your teeth, but that's why I'll be dancing in the mirror or like sing a song while you're brushing your teeth. Next thing you know, the two minutes is up, and the quip toothbrush will stop after the two minutes. Like, it's not going to keep going. Like, it'll, after each 30-second interval, it'll pause, let you know to switch, and then by the time it's done, it's done. But anyways, I'm laying in my bed. I think I already said that, but I'm hoping that I can stay in the position that I'm in for the remaining of this episode because my bed is loud. Like, I don't know why all of a sudden it got so squeaky but every time I move it's loud but I got two stories today they both are labeled as long so I guess we're in for a treat but this one is called within half an hour of meeting me he told me he loved me I was 12 and he was 17 
So this story takes place in 2005. I was 12 years old at the time. Hold up. How old was I in 2005? 2005, I was in fifth grade. So, oh, wait, hold on. Um, so I was 11. Okay, so I, I mean, we about this, we were about the same age. Okay, so I can see how I can relate to this story. All right. My family wanted to take a vacation, and my mom and ex stepdad decided it would be fun to take a cruise along the California coast with my three younger siblings and myself. As our ship made its way under the Golden Gate Bridge, my mom and I stood out on her balcony to see San Francisco and the ocean beyond us. On the balcony to the right of her, a teenage boy emerged, presumably to take in the same views we were. My mom gave him a polite hello when they made awkward eye contact and he struck up a conversation with her. I wasn't paying any attention at first, but then I heard my mom ask him, no, but then I heard him ask my mom, do you have any sisters? I saw him peer over at me, clearly taking interest. Me being a shy 12-year-old tried to hide from his gaze behind my mother's side. My mom joked that she has two sisters, but that they're probably too old for him. They exchanged some polite small talk after that, which I didn't listen to, instead taking in the view of the sunset over San Francisco in the Pacific. We went about our separate ways for the evening. Over the next couple of days, we always seemed to be in we always seemed to be running into this boy and his family. My mother is an extremely friendly person, so she always would talk with them. His parents seemed nice though. The boy would always look at me intensely. By that point in my life, I was still developing my first crushes on boys in my school. I sure as hell didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what his fixation on me implied, but just that it made me feel as if he was seeing right through me. I avoided his stares by staying near my siblings, almost out of an instinctive, instinctive protectiveness. On the fifth day of our trip, my mom came in and said this boy wanted to meet and hang out with us. She said his name was Asher. I thought he was weird and didn't really want to, but I always, I was always taught to give people the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps my disc... Don't. I'm just saying don't do that. If you feel creepy, if you feel creeped out by somebody, you're creeped out by them. Don't give them no benefit of the doubt. No. Perhaps my discomfort was me being judgmental, I thought. I reluctantly agreed, and eventually he was in our hotel room. My mom gave me this smile and raised her eyebrows as if she was playing matchmaker. Girl, what? What? Does she not know how old this boy was? Then she went into her room, which was connected to ours. Asher was very odd right off the bat, and immediately my siblings and I were extremely uncomfortable. We were watching Scary Godmother on Cartoon Network, classic, and I awkwardly asked if he wanted to watch something else. He probably thought our cartoons were stupid. He said he didn't mind as long as he got to talk to me. My eldest brother, who was 10 at the time, immediately picked up on my body language and what he said. So he joined in on the conversation to put me at ease. Asher had an accent. I couldn't tell if he was foreign or if it was a speech impediment. 
A lot of what he said, I couldn't quite pick up on. And he would sometimes lean over to me and say something quietly that although I couldn't hear or understand, I knew I didn't like it. We spent the next while making awkward small talk about school and he told me about his graduation coming up next summer. I asked if he was graduating junior high. No, he meant high school. He then revealed to me that he will be turning 18 that December. Sirens immediately started going off in my head and then he hands me a note he said he had written for me earlier. With my hand shaking, I open the note that reads, I love you, you're hot. I guess my brother saw the note from over my shoulder and went over to our parents' room, then came back and said, hey, our parents said we have to go to dinner. Asher took that as his cue to leave, but told me he loves me one more time before his exit. I gave him a shaky, okay. My brother went to make sure I was okay and told me he had only pretended to go to our parents' room because he didn't want to get our mom in trouble with our ex-stepdad for inviting him in. I know this logic seems weird, but please remember we were all just kids. I was trembling and silent for a while. I didn't really understand what had happened. All I knew was I had felt violated and confused. We later told our mom what had happened, and she then looked extremely guilty. She thought he was younger, uh, okay, and that he had good intentions. She thought that it would be a good idea for me to meet friends closer to my age because I was stuck babysitting all the time. Turned out, for some dumb reason, my mother had given him our home phone number before he had hung out with us. I was livid but too timid to speak up. I managed to avoid Asher for the rest of our trip, aside from going on loading docks on the final day. He said goodbye, that he loved me, and he would call me every day before leaving. He left before I could tell him not to. He called almost every week for four months after that, leaving strange, cryptic messages on our answering machine. Every time we would block his number, he would manage to call from a new one. I had accidentally picked up a couple times, not knowing it was him, and would immediately hang up, only for him to call three more times and leave the same strange messages. After a year, he finally, after a year, he finally gave up and stopped calling. So Asher from the cruise, I may be old enough for you now, but please not, let's not ever meet you creep. Uh, first of all. First of all, and I hate to say this, but Asher clearly doesn't get girls. Like, I just want to make that very clear. He don't, he does not get girls. Like, if he got girls, one, he wouldn't be looking at some little ass girl. Because I'm going to, I'm going to assume that because this is a family uh, cruise that you looked little. Like I'm gonna, I'm imagining like the family is decked out in their little Hawaiian shirts and well, maybe not Hawaiian shirts, but the little, you know, button up shirts with the, uh, flowers and, you know, they're decked out looking like a little family, mom, dad, brother, sister. So you're going to look young. So if you're 17, if you are a senior, in high school, you talking about graduating. If you're about to be a senior in high school, why the fuck <laughs> are you talking to somebody that looks 12, that is 12? 
girl, what? Like, okay, maybe if you was a senior and you was talking to somebody in ninth grade, maybe, but you, I'm still side-eyeing you for that because why? But, yo, I, I that's reason number one why I know he doesn't get girls. Reason number two is after a year, that's when you decided to stop calling? You didn't catch the hint after the... After the first, I would even say, I would even stretch to say the first month after you called and they didn't pick up your phone calls or after the first time they blocked your number and you didn't think, okay, well, they blocked my number. So let me, like you thought, oh, let me make a new number. Weird. And second of all, I got to say, um, I don't know how many of y'all listening are parents, but don't try to set up little play dates. Like it's okay to set up play dates if you know the mom. Like you know, everybody has kids that are three. Everybody, you know, so we're playing to do social development, whatever. But if your child is in middle school, don't try to set up no play dates because if they want to hang out with somebody, trust me, they will ask you, can I go over so-and-so's house? Or if y'all on the little cat, if y'all on this little cruise, they will say, oh, can me and so-and-so I just met on this boat, can we go hang out in a public area, not in your little hotel room? So mom, I mean, I know the mom had good intentions, but don't do it. Just don't do it. If you want to play matchmaker, how about you and the stepdad play matchmaker together in the hotel by yourself and let the kids do what they got to do? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. And I don't, it seemed like her and her little brother were about the same age. So why couldn't they just play together? Like, I'm so confused. It just seems like you set, you, the mom kind of set this up. And why the hell? Would you give your phone number to some boy? For what? If the daughter wanted him to call, she would have given him the phone number. In my mind, I'm like, okay, mom, like I I want to say you had the good intentions, but a part of me is like, uh, I don't think so. And so you gave your you gave this teenage boy your number after he flirted with you talking about, do you have other sisters? No, and you said no, you don't. So why are you giving like that should have been red flag number one that this dude was a creep. So then you gave him your phone number, but he could have looked that up online and figured out where you lived. Like you, like I want to say y'all lucky he just called y'all for a year, which I think is way too damn long. But whatever, but whatever. I don't even want to read the comments because I already said enough. Like it's whatever. Um, oh, anyways, it's whatever. So I got another story that is long, even though that one wasn't that long, right? But this one is called, first of all, <laughs> the person who wrote it, their screen name is Ashy Autie. Now, I don't know if in a different country that means something else, but ashy means you ain't got no lotion on to me. Anyway, so this one is called Creepy Neighbor and Maybe Attempted Murder. All right, let me. Okay. My friend Sally had a bad run with neighbors, but this one was the worst. Sally lives very close to me, about a 10 minute walk. 
We were both 14 years old when this happened. We live, I hate this word. Y'all, I hate this word. I feel like I could never say it. But I'm going to try. We live rural. <laughs> rural. It just it just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth, I feel like. Rural. Rural. Whatever. Basically, they live in the middle of nowhere. So they both have a lot of land. Me and Sally decided to go camping on her land. We brought bought cheap hammocks and went through the bushland the days prior wait now i'm confused okay i know this is irrelevant but i just had a conversation with somebody the other day about the difference between bought and brought okay so bought without the r is the past of the past tense of buy but then brought with the R is the past tense of bring. But the way this girl typed it, first of all, is spelled wrong either way because I don't think there's an A in either one of those words. And if there is, well, I stand corrected. But so now I'm thinking like, girl, did you buy the hammocks or did you bring? You know what? It doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of this whole story, it really doesn't matter. Point is, they have cheap hammocks <laughs> and they went through the bushland. The days prior, we spent clearing some of the razor grass with a cane knife to make a path. We probably should have worn long pants because we ended up with little cuts all over our legs and some on our arms. We set up our hammocks and here that word go again, brought. I'm just going to read it the way she taught, typed it because the first time she taught she put bought and the second time she put brought the English language. Like, I don't like I said this before, but if you're learning it, yo, it's hard because I'm sitting here like what? Maybe it's because I'm like just waking up kind of not really, but like I'm still in the bed. So maybe my brain like I haven't eaten nothing or nothing yet. Right. So maybe my brain is like you know, not really with it, but I don't know. We only two paragraphs in the story and I'm already hung up on the words rural, whatever, how you say it and brought anyways, they have, um, quite a few blankets because it does get pretty cold at night, even though you're sweating through the day, we were still on her property and hadn't gone to her neighbor's boundary. Her neighbor had just leased the land to new tenants. Me and Sally were sitting on our hammocks, talking and laughing. This was around 9 p.m. We heard something in the bush. We just thought it was a wallaby. Where the fuck are y'all? Is this is Australia? A wallaby. There's plenty of wallabies around there. Then we could see the figure of a man. We were whispering to each other to see who it was. At first, we thought it was her brother who had come and tried to scare us um, when we were camping previously. Then as the person got closer, we were thinking it could have been her dad. It was dark and the bush looks the same from every angle. We realized the man was coming from the other direction than her house. We didn't dare move and covered our torches under our blankets. The man came up and said hi, 
and introduced himself as Ben. Now, Ben was extremely drunk. He staggered around and reeked of alcohol. He started saying how he had a nice little camp here and said something pretty unsettling. I have to come out and sunbake naked here on one of these hammocks. Boy, we are 14. We are 14. Me and Sally gave each other worried looks but didn't say anything. It only got worse from there. I can't remember everything he said because it was a while ago and he was mumbling on for what felt like forever. But some of the things that stuck out were, I'll have to kill y'all's Wolf Creek style. And said, you're nearly legal then, which he asked us our age. Ben was probably in his 40s. Me and Sally were texting each other while he was talking and coming up with an escape plan. He offered us a puff on the magic dragon and pulled out a glass pipe. From where? We declined. Sally said that we were leaving back to the house to make food. He told us to come back. We left our blankets and most of the stuff there and legged it. We told her dad would happen and we slept inside. The next morning, we went back to our campsite to find everything burnt. What? A circle with probably a 20-meter a radius was burnt. A 20-meter radius? Ooh. Mm, that is kind of big. I mean, I don't know what 20 meters looks like, but if that's just the radius. Mm. I'm, I'm adding commentary like I know exactly what's going on here. Um, coming from that circle was a burnt, a line of burnt grass going towards the neighbor's house. I'm not a firefighter or do forensics, but it seemed pretty obvious that some kind of fuel was used. Me and Sally were, um, talking and it dawned on us the possibility that Ben may have thought we were in the hammocks due to the pile of blankets. Ben was definitely drunk enough to not be able to tell the difference. We went and told Sally's dad, who then checked it out, and then went next door. Ben's roommate answered the door and said Ben wasn't home and apologized, and even gave Sally's dad 50 bucks for the blankets and hammocks. Nothing more happened for a few months. Sally told me at school about how Ben had been caught on camera sneaking around her yard. I went to her house after school because she was going to be home alone until her dad finished work. I ended up sleeping over there that night. That's when he came over. Ben was drunk and came out the front of Sally's house and started yelling. He accused Sally of stealing his dog. Sally's dad called the police. They arrested him. The next day, we found a knife in the yard. It wasn't from Sally's house. The police came again and we told him about told them about the knife and they got the footage from the cameras as well i don't know what happened to ben but he no longer lives next to sally so ben let's never meet again i have a photo of the burnt campsite somewhere it might take some digging to find so i'll post it when i find it uh she has the photo and the fire was a bit smaller than it was in my memory and we were 14 not 15 all right so let's look at this photo excuse me don't tell me I have to be, like, a member to look at the photo. That's trash. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, this is definitely uh, burnt. Um, Basically, what I'm looking at is just a bunch of, like, tall grass. Like, not super tall, but 
So there's like a girl in the picture. So the grass comes up to like her waist. But think of like a 14 year old girl. So the grass comes up to like her waist. And it's like, um, hmm. see, this makes me think. And let me, those who are like still here listening, should I have like an Instagram or something for this podcast? One, because if y'all want to submit y'all own stories, y'all can. And two, because this picture, I should be able to show y'all what I'm looking at. It doesn't look like scary or anything. You can just tell that there, like, it was burnt. And there's a lot of grass and like trees and you can tell they're in the middle of nowhere. But um, also, I wanted to look up what the hell a wallaby was because it sounds like Australia, right? But I'm just like, what is that? Oh, yeah. It's like a little kangaroo kind of. Okay. Okay. You learn something new every day. But, um, yeah, I mean, that probably is scary. What is up with these men? <laughs> I'm not even about to get into it. But I just wonder, what's up with these men being creepy and talking to little girls? Ew. But that's what I'm saying. Men that do that, y'all don't get girls. Like, y'all don't get people that are your age. Because if you did, why would you be looking at somebody little? And then, I mean, clearly this man, uh, something was wrong with him because... They say he's drunk, but you also got to keep in mind, like, they're 14. They're going to assume drunk whenever anyone is not acting right. But he could have been high on something else. You saw that, that he had that little dragon, the little magical dragon, the little, um, I guess it was a bong. I don't know what it was, but who knows what he was smoking out of there. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to. I mean, alcohol is definitely scary when people are drunk and, you know, they already are not sound people. But, like, other drugs, it's even scarier. Even scarier. But uh, clearly those girls are okay. I don't know what happened to the neighbor. They don't know. But, yeah, I guess that's it. But let me know. If I don't even know how you would let me know. See, that's the whole thing. Maybe I should just create like an Instagram or something for this podcast so that one, y'all can know when new episodes drop and two, so that um, you can see the pictures that I'm looking at. So maybe after this, if I remember, because I have a lot of shit going on because I just got a lot of shit going on. I will make an email and make an Instagram for this page and it'll be much better. I don't know why I haven't thought of this sooner. But anyways, I love you guys and I'll I'll keep saying I'll see you in the next one. But I'll just talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.